Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 10, Vivuti Yoga, Yoga of Divine Glory. In the first six chapters, chapter 2 gave us the real indicator of who we are. The paradigm shift in the chapter 2 was, you are not the mortal being, but you are the immortal being having mortal equipment. As long as you identify with your mortal equipment, you are mortal. But if you identify with immortal being, you are immortal. Quest of my life is to exist. And therefore, the only remedy is to identify with the immortal being and not with the mortal equipment. So the remaining segment of first six chapters dealt with actions because action is the unit of my interface with this world. So first six chapters give us the pluralistic view of the world and myself. The segment ended with Dhyana Yoga, Yoga of Contemplation, Meditation. How do I now change my world view from pluralistic to singularistic? The technique is the meditation. But then what to meditate upon will be the next six chapters with 7 to 12, which is that tat aspect of tattvamasi. So the four Mahavakyas as we have seen before in Upanishads. One is Pragnanam Brahman. Consciousness is Brahman. That's the very first one. Consciousness is Brahman. It's all pervading. The next is I am Atma Brahman. So if the consciousness is Brahman, then my Atma is Brahman. Myself, my consciousness is Brahman. The next one says Tattvamasi, that thou art, that which you are seeking as immortal existence is you, is your own self. And the last one says Aham Brahmasmi. Once that realization takes place, it says, Oh, I am that consciousness, I am Brahman, Aham Brahmasmi. Gita is the elaboration on the third, which is Tattvamasi. So the tat part, that, that which I consider right now something other than me. Bhagwan is somebody other than me. I know all my limitations, all my papas and punyas, Bhagwan has none of those. So he's something other than me. So that is described in 7 to 12. So the seventh chapter was a gnana, vignana, yoga of knowledge and its application. Vignana is Visistagnan application. When it's applied, it becomes Vignan. So in Gnana Vignan Yoga, we got the glimpse of how there's a reality with it. There's a two way to look at the reality. One is the pluralistic view with the singularistic view. When we look at the pluralistic, it's called Prakriti. The world of manifested 
universe as we know. Where I exist, he exists, he exists, it exists, and everything else exists. That's the world of Prakriti. But once it's my lower Prakriti. Because you can perceive, feel, and experience through your senses. Therefore, it's a lower Prakriti. He said, other than that is my higher Prakriti, which is unmanifested. It cannot be perceived through your senses. That the higher Prakriti. So he said, there are two Prakriti. The source of all the beings and things in this world are these two Prakriti, these two nature of mind. Higher or lower. Whether you look at it from a singularistic way or a pluralistic way. So that was chapter 7. Chapter 8 was imperishable Brahman. So how do I recognize that imperishable Brahman? That which is the source of all beings. He says, Aham Krishnasya Jagataha. I am the source of all the things and beings. How do I recognize that self is imperishable? Is how is given in chapter 8. Chapter 9 was Raja Vidya Raja Goyo, Yoga of Royal Secret. The secret is relationship less relationship I have with that source. So Bhagavan said, I am not in them, but they are in me. All the things and beings which we perceive, feel, touch, interact, react in this world, Bhagavan said they are in me, I am not in them. Which is totally contrary to what we have heard all of our life from our childhood, Bhagavan is in every being. Bhagavan is in your heart, my heart, his heart. Bhagavan said, no, I am not anywhere. They are all in me, but I am not in them. He also turned around and said, but they are also not in me. So it is something for us to contemplate. How can that relationship can exist where he is not in me, but I am in him, but I am also not in him. So the analogy we had used before to understand is space and a car. If the space is in the car or car is in the space. BMW or Mercedes is the space in the car or car is in the space. We clearly know space is in the car. We are already four people. We don't have space in my car. Space in the car. But if that's the case, what happened to the space which was in the car when it was manufactured in Germany and sealed tight and transported to the United States? What happened to the German space? Did I bring it with me? Or we left it in Germany? Well, the answer is, obviously, we didn't import space. We only imported the car. So car must be in the space. Space cannot be in the car. Car moved in the space. And now, if you consider that this space and the car are made up of the same entity, called nothingness, then space can say, car is not in me. See, we have difficulty understanding this because we think this is solid world of matter and the space is no matter in it. But scientists have been trying to find a solid matter in this world and they have not been successful so far. First we thought that the unit of matter is atom. Then we found out the atom is nothing but a hollow space. and nothing in it other than electron or proton. We thought the nucleus must be a solid matter. Well, they found that that's not solid either. 
the yet to find any solid material in anywhere in this universe so if we consider that both the car and the space are made up of the same material then space can say car is not in me i am who i am period so bhagwan said i am not in them they are in me the being is they perceive they are in my own self they are there because of me if i am not there they are not there but they are also not there because i have never changed into these beings therefore they are also not in me so that's my relationless relationship with my lord how do i recognize it is we discussed in chapter 9 but now i am more confused arjuna said what do i contemplate i cannot contemplate on nothingness as i said in architecture the first exercise was how to perceive space so if you take space and remove everything out of this space you cannot perceive space I only perceive space in the relationship of objects there are two objects in architecture we used to say we created three spaces two positive space and one negative space in between and that's how you now perceive positive negative positive it removes the positive and negative goes away there is nothing to perceive so this is my dilemma people are telling me bhagwan is everywhere bhagwan is everything but how do i relate to him so chapter 10 is vibhuti yoga yoga of the divine glories how do i see the divine glories in my world of plurality and then contemplate on the singularity is chapter 10 in the beginning of the chapter bhagwan said that do not try with your intellect or your senses not the caution name viduhu suraganaha even devas do not know me or the rishis devas our indriyas that which is illuminating this world for me is my devas this world is illuminated by my senses my world of sight my world of sound my world of touch so you said with that capability you have i cannot be known or the maharishis by rishis my intellect by my thought process of inferring knowledge even that's not possible intellect is not capable my senses are not capable so bhagwan said i will tell you how you should contemplate on me so he said aham sarvasya prabhava mattah sarva pravartate start thinking first that i pervade everywhere i am the source of all the being and mattah sarva pravartate iti matva bhajante mam budaha bhava samanvitaha thus whoever contemplates on me he is a wise person one who is endowed with the loving consciousness he will start with this very notion that the he is the source of all being the will have very difficulty if president of your country is not of your liking <laughs> and said well, he is also krishna's manifestation and no it cannot be bhagwan said you have to overcome that 
that's your problem. If you don't overcome that, you have failed at the beginning line only. You have to overcome that. Iti matva bhajante maam. Priti purvakam. Bhava samanvitaha. With a loving consciousness. I divide my world with world I love and world I hate. That has to change, Bhagavan says. If you want to know me. This world cannot be divided because it's only me. I cannot hate part of me. I cannot love my right leg and hate my left leg. My left leg is as important even though it's broken. It's the right one. They say, if I develop that sense, then only you will be able to know me. So, Bhagavan gave that thumbnail sketch of how people can come to know. Matchittaha, madgat pranaha, bodhiyantha parasparam. You try to do it by yourself, you may be motivated for a few days. After that, you will recede into what you were doing before. Therefore, it is very important to have bodhiyantha parasparam. Reinforce this idea in each other. Satsang. The glory of satsang. This cannot be done by yourself. I, Gita cannot be read in one sitting. Sit down and say, I learned Gita. When Swamiji used to come to our centers, we say, Swamiji, we have gone through Gita. Someone used to say, his Gita gone through you. <laughs> so therefore, it is very essential that we keep up our enthusiasm about knowing Bhagwan. We are very easy to drop that. Somebody says, I finally understood what is the difference between Trump supporters and Trump haters. He said, the basic difference is that Republicans start with saying that human beings are basically bad. You have to improve them. So your goal is, they start out bad, you have to improve them. As a Democrat says, human beings are basically good. They are victims of situations, we have to help them. That's the big difference in the worldview. So the very similar to what we say about Hindu religion and other religion. Other religions start with saying human being is a sinner, and you have to redeem him. Hinduism said human being is a immortal divine being, and you have to purify him if there is impurity on him. So Bhagwan here says whether you start the evil or good, there is a very good possibility of impurities superimposing on you and your enthusiasm. Only way you can make sure is to parasparam bodhayantaha. Because we see our world through others' eyes. If others approve what you are doing, we feel good about it. No matter how sure I am that I am doing good, but others don't approve, I won't feel good about it. Two people working in a warehouse, painting the trusses. high trusses. They are lazily leaning against each other, painting. One fell down, so other also fell down. Luckily, they fell in a heap of garbage, so they were not hurt. They got up, looked at each other. One face was completely dirtied. Others was miraculously clean. The guy whose face was clean, he went to the bathroom, washed his face, then went to work. The guy whose face was dirty, he didn't bother, he went straight to work. He said, why is that? That was a question. The answer was, they looked at each other. The guy said, his face is clean, mine must be clean too. Let me go and start working. The other guy said, his face is dirty, mine must be dirty too. 
Let's go, go and clean it. So our interaction with each other, correcting each other and telling each other what is right is very important. Otherwise, we can get distracted very easily. Bodhiyantaha parasparam. Kathayantascha maam nityam tusyanticha ramanticha. They enjoy this satsang. Why are you here on Sunday morning? Why not at someplace else? Because I enjoy it. This is where I want to be. Tusyanticha ramanticha. We revel in this. Those are my devotees who will know that. And then we came to Arjuna's question. Say, all this is great. Okay, I understood all that. But what should I contemplate upon? So he started his question from verse 13 onward and said, this is great. You are telling me that Param Brahma, Param Dhamma, Pavitram, Paramam Bhavan, Purusam, Sashvatam, Devyam, Avididevam, Ajam. Now you are all of this. You are the supreme Brahman, the supreme abode, the supreme purifier, eternal divine Purusha, the God of all gods, unborn, omnipresent. Who says that? In next verse he says, all Rishis are thus declared. He said, I do not know. All Rishis said that. Asito Devalo Vyasaha and Devarsi Naradhatata. All Rishis, including Naraji, Devalo and Vyasa, all these great Rishis have said this. And now you are telling me also. So it got to be true. Sarvam etat hrutam manye yanmam yadasi keshava. Nahite bhagwan vyaktim vidur I also remember that you told me that nobody knows your being, neither devas nor dhanavas. So I'm not stupid enough to think that I will come to know you. All these people say that this is your glory. But at the same time, you told me that neither devas know you nor dhanavas know you. So who am I to claim that I will know you? I believe all this. And so he said, Sarvam etat hrutam manye. I believe all of this. But verily, O blessed Lord, neither the devas nor the dhanavas know your manifestation. So now I'm in a dilemma. On one hand, everybody has confirmed your glory. You yourself told me, I have no doubt in my mind that this is true. But you yourself told me that nobody knows this. How am I supposed to know? Vam evam atmana atmanam vetha tvam purusottama bhuta bhavana bhutesha deva deva jagatpate. You yourself know yourself by yourself. Right? Mina says, I still don't know you after all these years. But I say, I know myself by myself. I know everything about myself. So Arjuna said, you know yourself by yourself. Okay? And you told me who you are. So I have no doubt. I don't need to doubt that. O source of beings, O Lord of beings, O God of God, O ruler of the world. All this is true. But you know yourself by yourself. But I need to know. Vaktum aharsi aseshena divyahi atma vibhutayaha. But if you really want me to know you, you need to tell me now. Without leaving anything out of it, you should indeed without reserve 
tell me all your divine glories. So he puts a big task on Bhagavan and said, if you really want me to know you, tell me everything about yourself. And then I'll know you. Yabi vibhuti bihi lokan imam tvam vyapyatishtasi of your divine glories by which you exist pervading all these worlds. I have heard all this that all things and beings come out of you and dissolve into you. You said you are the source of all the beings and the dissolution of all the beings. And nothing exists without you. I do need to know that because I want to achieve that liberation from my limitations. But you need to help me. You need to tell me all your glories without leaving anything out so I can contemplate on that. That's the essence of this chapter. We'll stop here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om